This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It is time for another Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast hosted by myself, Scott Branson. Thanks for being with us. And my co-host, Mo Moten. He is the national senior. I say national because he is nationwide, folks. Mo, if you don't know about Midtown Mo, oh, you're missing out. I mean, get all the merchandise, sign up for his fan club, do all that. But nonetheless, you can catch him at Bleacher Report where he writes about the entire NFL. He's also the Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com. Follow him on x.com at momoton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am also an editor-writer over at Sportsnot, so Mo and I share that in common. We are teammates there as well, where you can catch my work not only on the Raiders, but the entire NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, you name it. I got it. I'm just doing it. So we, there we go. And you can follow me on x.com at LV Gully, the show, SNB Today. And before we move on, the most important thing is make sure you subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your audio, just turn on the auto download and you're ready to go. And for those of you watching us on YouTube, thanks. Subscribe and hit the notifications bell. Mo, this is an interesting show for you and I because it's been so long since there's been so many good feelies, feelings around Raider Nation as the Raiders just trounce the Giants 30 to 6 in Las Vegas. The Josh McDaniels, the exercising of demons, as I said in my story this week, they've begun the first step is always the most difficult, but they've gotten past that first step, and uh, it, it was a different feel for this team. They felt loose, and I want to talk about, we're going to get into the X's and O's stuff, the players, the performances, but I felt it was important for you and I to start here on this Tuesday morning talking about just the significance of this win, because I know most of Raider Nation was happy, all the pundits, all the report, everybody who's covers this team said, wow, this is a difference. And we heard now some of the stories that led up to the dismissal of Josh McDaniels. The significance of this win goes beyond, to me, the win-loss or the fact that you beat a poor team. You beat a bad team. You also lost to bad teams this year. Um, and I know you agree with me on this. The significance of this for the men in that locker room moving forward so that they can play to the best of their abilities, whatever that is, can't be underscored. Do you agree with that? Absolutely, I agree with that. I had a post uh, Sunday night because I saw I knew this was going to happen. I knew people were going to say, "Well, the Giants are two and seven. It's not a big deal. You beat the Giants. Oh, you know, it's not it's not something to celebrate about, right?" Because the Raiders are lighting up cigars after the game, and I'll, and I'll explain the significance of that in a minute. But getting to the whole two and seven thing, just two weeks ago, the Raiders got crushed by the two and seven Bears. 
Yes. So don't tell me this win doesn't mean anything because everyone, including you and I, were railing on the Raiders for for losing what thirty to twelve yep. to the Chicago Bears, who are two and seven. Not two, just two weeks ago. The fact that two weeks ago you can get crushed by a two and seven team and then do the crushing to a two and seven team two weeks later tells you the difference between a Josh McDaniels coach team and the new energy the Raiders have under Antonio Pierce. Now, quick note about the whole cigars thing. Some people saying, Oh, you're you're lighting up cigars for beating a two win team, which you know coincides with the point I just made is it's not just about the win. Have you ever been and I and I and I know I hate comparing NFL jobs to regular cubicle office jobs. But have you ever been under stressful management and then management moves on and then you have a breath of fresh air under new management and you just kind of celebrate? You may go out with your buddies or coworkers or whoever, have a drink, have some food and just kind of celebrate a new beginning, a new chapter. It was said that Antonio Pierce, when he took over, gave a blank sheet of paper to each player and said, new chapter, fresh slate. And I think that's what the cigars kind of embodied. New chapter, new life. Not just the win, but we get to breathe, we get to be free and be ourselves and play like ourselves again. Yes. And listen, a couple things. And I, I will I'll argue the point with you, though. And I know you're not going to argue against me. I'm just saying I'll argue the point that you just made there. I don't think there's a difference between an NFL locker. That's where these guys go to work. That's their chosen career. And I know people will get lost in that. Well, they make millions of dollars. Poor babies. No, that's not what it is. The amount of time, if, if, and I'm not saying that people should always understand this, but Mo, you and I know, okay, I, listen, I worked in college athletics. I worked in professional athletics, including boxing, okay? I saw what world-class athletes must do on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis to stay where they are to make those millions of dollars. It is all-encompassing. You spend all your time all of your time. Yeah, you get a little time off and vacation like everybody else. But even when you're on vacation, you have to stay in peak shape. You have to watch what you do. So these guys put everything into this. They are there all the time. They're around. So imagine that, you know, a regular, a regular man or woman in the United States, let's say they work 40 hours a week. These guys don't work 40 hours a week. They are caught from sunup to sundown. They're in the building. They're working. They're lifting weights. They're going to practice. They're going to games. They're going to meetings. So they work ungodly hours, right? And, and it has a physical toll. So when you're in that environment that much, it's even worse to me than, than you and I, Mo, going in from a, a nine to five perspective because they're in there from seven to 10. You know, they're in there for 12, 14 hours a day, some of these guys. And, and so imagine you're in that environment and you're trying to keep your edge, to keep your job, to continue to be a professional athlete, and it's constantly toxic. It weighs on you. There's no wonder. And I'm not crowning the, the Raiders Super Bowl champions. Let's get that straight. I'm just saying that the lightness, that's the word I use, the lightness you saw with this team on Sunday was evident. And I believe that the smoking of cigars, and not just because I'm a cigar smoker, the smoking of cigars afterward was an expression of, okay, this is who we are. Let's celebrate that we can be free to do what we want to do and be, which is be the best athletes we, we can be. We don't have to worry about this despot, this tyrannical kind of culture that was being built around them. So good on them. And for those people that are criticizing it, what do you want? You're criticized when they do the other thing. Now you criticize when you do this. Some people will just never be happy. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, you you just can't satisfy some people because I think part of it is fans are looking at the next thing. Okay. Sure. Okay, they beat the Giants two and seven, but does this mean they can sustain it? And make a run at the playoffs or have a winning record. And what I say is you got to take it one step at a time because, as you said, you're coming out of a, a regime or a head coaching regime that, to, to me, not to me, but it was clear that it was hindering the players and their abilities. Right. Right. From a from not from a physical perspective, but just from a, I guess, a leadership perspective. When you when you're a head coach, you're you have to motivate your players. And it's clear that Josh McDaniels wasn't doing that. Antonio Pierce walks in the door and automatically players are, are having wrestling, offensive linemen are having wrestling matches. <laughs> Devontae Adams is shooting hoops and hitting Jays. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 kind of like a weight lifted off your shoulders, so to speak. And you hear that expression a lot. And I think that helps in the grand scheme of things. Does it always translate on the field? No, but it translated on Sunday. And I think it's important because you want to build some momentum going into some important games because regardless, you know, of what the records are at the end of the season, playing the Jets is going to be pivotal because both teams are going to be vying for a wild card spot. Then you have the Dolphins, I believe, after that, who will be coming off their bye after that game in Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then I think you have the Chiefs after that. So you want to start to build momentum. You want to start to stack some wins before those big games. Right. And that's the thing is there's nothing to say again. I'm sticking with my seven wins because mm-hmm. I just haven't, it, to your point about consistency, I made this point on the, on the postgame show, and I'm sure you did too in your, in your Bleacher Report Live, which is it's all about consistency. And it's like, this is a great win. The fans, the players, the organization should enjoy it, and they should revel in it. It's a great win for all the reasons we talked about, not just for win-loss record, but because of all the things that have happened. At the same time, you have to be consistent. You have to roll on. And the schedule's tough. I mean, like I said, the Jets are no pushover. Luckily, it's at home, and they're coming off this game, so hopefully they continue. Uh, and in my view, almost, and, and I know we'll talk about this later in the week, in my view, they almost need to win that game because the next two are going to be really, really tough for them. So right. you look at that, but you look at also, too, the significance of some some of the things that happened in this game because, well, yeah, you beat the Giants, and okay, yeah, it's the high from from getting rid of McDaniels. But some of these stats, man, I mean, you look at this, it's the seventh time the Raiders with, uh, had a first half shutout of 24 to nothing or better. The last time they did that was 2001, okay, so 22 years ago. The Raiders with a game with zero turnover, zero sacks allowed, uh, and um, they the last time that happened was 2020. Raiders with eight or more sacks, or more sacks than their opponents, which they had eight, and of course, yesterday or Sunday, the, um, uh, the Giants had zero. The last time that happened was week seven of 1977. Mo was not even alive then. So <laughs> you, you look at that and you're like, wow, you know, this is, there, there were a lot of numbers that were popping up. Thanks, Josh Dubow of AP, who everybody likes to look at his negative stuff. But yesterday or Sunday, he had a lot of uh, great stuff about the, um, the game. So, so these types of things, you, I think, are, are important. And 
the unity, the, that's the other thing with the cigar smoking in the locker room. Yes, it looked like that party. Somebody, I think one pundit, national pundit was like, look, these guys look like they won the Super Bowl. No, it's just freedom. And they're enjoying themselves, right? It is a game. Yes, it's a job, but it's a game. And the important thing, too, there is when a locker room becomes fractured, even when it's the coach's issue, which clearly this was, it wears on players and players start not getting along. Okay, so and we haven't heard a lot of that because they're going to protect each other there. And that's fine. We don't need to know. But that all of that breeds distrust. It breeds contentment across the board. With that gone now, these guys can get back to believing in one another. Even the story we heard from Jay Glazer about McDaniels getting mad at Antonio Pierce for mentioning when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That's the kind of thing you can't, you don't know. Hunter Renfro walking on eggshells. We all know what that means. You have to tiptoe. When you have to do that around everybody, you're not free to be yourself and to be your best. Can we get into the whole Josh McDaniels and Tina Pierce thing in the next segment? Because I have a lot to say about that. Yeah, let's, I don't, let's, I don't, well, let's do it. Wanna, the, Mo, let's do it in the third segment because we're going to talk about Antonio okay. Pierce. So I think okay. it's perfect to, to lead with that and then we'll talk about it because, okay. um, yeah, we should talk about it. It's It's incredible. Um, and it, it really, I mean, I, I haven't liked, I haven't liked Josh McDaniels as a coach for a long time. Going back to last year, when we talk, <laughs> no, when we talked about it, right, we talked about coaching malpractice, but we also hit on all season this year about lack of accountability at the press conference. I know it seems, I know a lot of you out there are thinking, who cares press conference? We, you don't watch them, right? Most people out there don't watch them. And so when you that guys talk true. about it, what do you talk? I've had some people say that to me. It was a legitimate question. What do you guys talk about press conferences for? And the reason was you get a, you get insight into the person and what's going on. You listen, if you, words are important. Listen to what people say. They will tell you who they are. And you and I, I know, agreed on that. Josh McDaniels kind of always told us who he was, and we'll we'll visit that too in the third segment. All right, we're going to take our. Go ahead, make your point. The, what I, what I want to say is, when did we have the celebration police coming out? Like, why why is it? You could do after a win, you could do whatever you want. You won the game. I don't care who you beat. Be the winless team. Be the team that's five and three, an undefeated yeah. team. When you win the football game. Vic, you know, Victory Monday, whatever you want to call it, you could do whatever the f you want. I don't care if you light cigars, you go out and you have, you know, you bang several women. Sorry to our younger viewers listening. I don't care what you're doing to celebrate your win. It, you won the football game. You're a grown man. You could do whatever you want. And I, I don't get the whole celebration, please. Why are they lighting cigars like they won the Super Bowl? This is a yeah. team, obviously, that was in a bad place for a, for a while. Right. And there, and again, it goes back to it's just a release, not just a win, but just moving on and starting a new chapter. Yeah, and it's interesting, and and I think this goes for, and and I'm not some of that kind of celebration police thing. It, it's interesting too because we saw it in the media as well. There were some yeah. media members who were who were yeah. going off on the Raiders, and and there is there's some people who just don't like the Raiders. They think it's a joke of an organization, and so they anytime they can make fun of it, they will, and that's that's right. whatever they can do that. But I also know, and Mo, I'm sure you do too, even in my own family, there are people who, who actually feed off and love misery, okay? They like to be miserable, and when things go well, it makes them uncomfortable because then they can't complain. So what they have to do is then complain about whatever 
presents itself for them to complain about. <laughs> so some of these pundits complaining about the guys celebrating in the locker room were the same guys last week just hammering the Raiders for being a joke and that Josh McDaniels was the worst coach ever. So then they change it. They have a great result. They celebrate and they're wrong for doing that. So to your point, you can't please everybody. And some people, you could give them everything they want in the world and they still won't be happy. So that's it. But that's not us. And that's not the Raiders clearly right now. We're going to take our break when we come back here on the Tuesday edition of Silver and Black today. We're going to talk a little bit about the performance during the game, followed by we'll end the show talking about Antonio Pierce. We'll get into the Jay Glazer report from Sunday. All that jazz coming here with Mo and Scott on Silver and Black today. Don't go anywhere. 